Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at with Wings Productions presents The Cemetery Ghost, a Halloween special episode of The Skylark Bell. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. Welcome to Spooky Season, the most wonderful time of the year when all things ghost and unexplained take a front row seat. In today's Skylark special episode, we'll hear the eerie tale of The Cemetery Ghost, in which our listener had an uncanny experience at a nearby cemetery that not only scared her, but also the friend she was communicating with at the time. So get settled in, grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. It was a picture-perfect summer morning. Slightly cool, lovely breeze, bright sunshine nothing to indicate what was to come. I had been taking daily morning walks for several weeks and was tiring of the same scenery, so on a whim I decided to visit the large cemetery a short drive from my house. I had heard it was a lovely place with miles of walking paths, mature trees, sculptures, statues, and a lake, and I thought it would make a good change of pace. The cemetery is a prestigious place to spend the afterlife, and boasts the graves of several local people of note, including internationally successful business people and politicians. I parked my car by the side of the path, not far from the entrance, so I could find my way out easily when it came time to leave. Just inside the wrought iron gates of the cemetery was the visitor center. Next to it was a large crematorium which spanned the length of three interconnected buildings each surrounded by manicured gardens with fountains and impeccable landscaping. Across from the crematorium, a few paces behind my parked car, was the chapel. The chapel featured a domed roof and ornate tilework and was absolutely beautiful, a true work of art. As I was exiting my car, a friend pinged me with a good morning note. I replied, explaining where I was, as we both share a deep love of cemeteries and nature. We began messaging back and forth, and I spontaneously filmed a quick video of the chapel to send to them. I then turned and began walking in the general direction of the lake, as that was the portion of the cemetery I was most interested in. As I was making my way down the path, I continued to share photos and videos of the area with my friend. They marveled at how expansive the cemetery was, 
and how beautiful the mature trees and landscaping were. I eventually came around a bend in the path and saw the lake in the distance. The cemetery was rather hilly, and downhill from the path I was on was a separate path that made its way around the lake. The quickest way to get to the lake path was to cut through the section of gravestones in between the upper path which I was on and the lower path. I eyed a tentative trail between the graves, some perpendicular to the ground, others flat stones, some of which were slightly overgrown and difficult to see. I then snapped a quick photo of the lake in the distance to send to my friend. The moment my feet touched the grass, I felt them. It was instantaneous. The feeling is hard to describe. I felt it before. It's familiar to me. I can absolutely distinguish it from simple daydreaming or an overactive imagination. It's a very physical sensation. An instant tightening of the stomach. Next is the instant knowing. Again, hard to explain. I'll just know that the entity near me is from a certain era or is a certain gender. Sometimes I'll sense what they're wearing, and on rare occasions I'll know an age or a name or a profession, or even get a sense of their personality. In the past, some of these experiences have later been confirmed with facts. It's incredibly strange and, well, creepy. This time, I felt a crowd. It's challenging to explain how this works because I myself don't understand it all that well, and I have no control over it whatsoever. I suddenly just knew there was a crowd of people surrounding me. I would compare it to walking into a crowded restaurant and hearing loud chatter without being able to distinguish words, except instead of sound, it was the vague, silent presence of several people. I felt like they were rushing in to see this stranger who was in their midst. I didn't feel threatened whatsoever, but I definitely felt uncomfortable, so I walked faster. I quickly wound my way between the graves to the path below, then started filming as I walked across another small stretch of grass to the lake so I could show my friend. The tightening in my stomach continued to linger. I made brief mention of what had just happened in my video, and that the feeling seemed to be staying with me in the pit of my stomach. A few deep breaths later, and a few feet farther down the path, the feeling finally began to ease up. But something lingered in my mind. A woman. I walked around the entire lake, marveling at the wildlife, the cormorant lifting off the surface of the water, and the heron soaring overhead. I stood under the expanse of two large willow trees whose low-hanging branches dipped into the water, all the time sharing photos, videos, and messages back and forth with my friend, who was thoroughly enjoying this virtual visit. I made my way around the lake and returned to the bottom of the hill I had walked down earlier. This time, I began filming a video as I made my way back up the hill to the path that would take me to my car. I could feel the woman's presence getting stronger as I neared the rows of gravestones that lay flat on the ground. As I walked past one row in particular, the sensation became very strong, 
and I turned back to revisit the specific spot. I would compare this feeling to hearing a high-pitched noise and trying to pinpoint where it's coming from, except instead of sound, it's emotion. Another thing that happened to me besides suddenly knowing things is suddenly feeling things, often emotions that aren't my own. This is, without a doubt, the most challenging part of these experiences. As I neared a collection of gravestones, the feeling became overwhelming, like a sound becoming too loud. The woman was incredibly upset, devastated, agitated. I felt a terrible weight fall on my shoulders, a heaviness settle into my body, and I had to step away. If I'd stayed longer, perhaps I would have been able to get a name or an era or some kind of identifying information. But the weight of her emotions became unbearable, so I had to walk away and leave her behind. Thankfully, after taking a few paces up the hill, I felt the strength of the emotion coming from her begin to wane. I ended the video and sent it to my friend. I got back on the upper path and felt renewed energy now that the heaviness of the woman had lifted. So I decided to go the opposite direction from my car and visit other parts of the cemetery. I walked for some time, continuously taking photos and videos to share with my friend. I noticed a message from them asking if I was okay, and replied that yes, I was fine, and told them that the eerie feeling brought on by my encounter with the woman had passed. I proceeded to walk among many other gravestones and felt nothing out of the ordinary anywhere else in the cemetery or during the course of my walk. As I was making my way back to my car, I saw another message from my friend saying they were scared. I asked why they were scared and reassured them the experience I had was very brief and had ended about half an hour ago and that I was completely fine. I filmed one last video of the crematorium gardens next to my parked car and sent it off to my friend with a note saying I was leaving the cemetery and would continue our chat when I got to my next stop. I drove about three minutes to a nearby lake and parked my car on a side street. It was here, while still sitting in my car, that I noticed my friend was only just now reading my messages. I scrolled up and saw they had actually left several panicked messages asking if I was okay, if someone else was there, telling me they were worried and scared. I quickly sent a new message asking if they'd received all the photos and videos I'd sent. They replied they had received everything, up until the video where I encountered the woman. Then the conversation went radio silent, with no other messages going through for over 30 minutes. Needless to say, my friend had gotten worked up into quite a state of worry, and was pondering whether they should send someone out to look for me. They would have found me happily traipsing through the sunny cemetery, snapping photos and videos, completely oblivious to the terrifying feeling of helplessness my friend was experiencing at the other end of the chat. At first, I thought perhaps I had walked into a part of the cemetery with poor cell reception. But then I remembered that when I first arrived at the cemetery, I had sent a video of the chapel to my friend after I parked my car. And that video and accompanying message had gone through just fine. 
the last video I sent was also filmed next to my parked car. Cell service that had been sufficient to send my first video should have ensured the last one would go out as well. But nothing went through until I'd exited the cemetery gates. While I was parked nearby, the name Hannah came spontaneously into my head. I made mention of it to my friend, then slowly made my way home. Exactly one week later, I returned to the cemetery to see if I could replicate the experience. I walked down the grassy hill, not exactly sure of where I had felt the woman, feeling only slightly nervous but nothing more. I stopped at a row of flat grave markers, but it didn't feel quite right. I carried on, and as I approached the last row, I knew I was in the right place. I began slowly walking down the row, looking at the different gravestones, and one in particular caused that same strange tightness in my stomach. I had found her. Rose Shadbolt. I continued to walk down the row to test my theory, and sure enough, the feeling immediately began to subside. I came back to Rose's grave and the feeling returned. I went home and did some research. It took some doing because I didn't know Rose's maiden name. But I finally found both her and her husband. I immediately began looking for a connection to someone named Hannah, perhaps a daughter. The first thing that caught my eye was that Rose's husband had a sister named Hannah. This seemed to fit, but for some reason I wasn't quite satisfied. I kept digging. I felt like the Hannah connection had to be with Rose, since that's who I tapped into at the cemetery. Then I saw Rose's mother's name, Johanna. Coincidence? Perhaps. But Hannah is not the most common name. What are the odds there would be two variations of it affiliated with the family? I don't know how to explain this sensitivity to things other people don't see or feel. But I have noticed something about myself that may explain it on a small level. When I was crouched under the willow tree by the lake, I turned to look behind me because I felt something was nearby. It was a fly landing on a leaf several feet away. There was quite a bit of activity going on peripherally. Airplanes overhead, people talking while doing landscape work, the wind in the trees, birds. Amidst all that, I noticed the presence of a fly landing on a leaf several paces behind me. I believe at its core this ability, for lack of a better word, is simply hyper-awareness, to a degree that allows me to detect emotions, imprints, energy, sounds, movement, shifts, changes in air pressure that others have no awareness of. Many of the women on my mother's side of the family seem to share this ability on some level, so perhaps there's a genetic predisposition to it. Whatever the case may be, I like to think that someday science will be able to provide an explanation, or at the very least a working theory. But in the meantime, I will simply continue to share my world with people that others will never know are there.
Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this Halloween special edition of The Skylark Bell. If you enjoyed this story, please consider leaving a rating or a review. They're both greatly appreciated. You can also support my work by subscribing to Patreon, where you get early access to episodes, as well as MP3 downloads of the music, artwork, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. All necessary links can be found in the show notes. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.